Welcome to the Happiest Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Tatiana Robertson. And yes, you heard right, happy-ish. Because this podcast is not about chasing the fairy tale. We've seen behind the curtain and most of us are ready to hop off the hamster wheel of perfection. If you've ever wondered, how'd I end up in this life? How can I change it? What do I want from life? Is there more? Then this podcast is for you. The fairy tale may not be real. That's the good news. Because life is an amazing adventure and it's time for you to pick up the pen and write your own story. So let's get started and see where this journey takes us. Today, you have such a special treat. It has taken forever to be able to coordinate our schedules, but it has been absolutely worth it. This is Martine Cadet, and she is a social media content coach and creator. She helps her clients convert viewers into paying clients, never run out of things to say, and are confident in connecting with their audience by mastering the skills of storytelling on their social platforms. The thing that I want to say in particular about Martine, though, is that she is a giving and generous person. I think being able to see her transition so fully and through all of the craziness that's been the past couple of years has been an honor, a blessing. But I also want to say to people that you're here on Happyish. This wasn't her starting place. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Martine, who's going to tell you a bit about who she is, where she came from, and how she got to this amazing place that she is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Tatiana. I am excited, excited to be here as well. I'm so happy that we were able to figure out our schedule. And my goodness, you gave me chills, honestly. Oh, thank you. And yes, it, 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 it's been quite a journey. And for anyone listening, I'm hoping that this conversation is going to leave you thinking about your life and all the things that you've been waiting to do to actually start doing them um, because that's what it takes. And so my story is all about showing up and saying, okay, I can do this, right? I doubted the default. I am originally from the Caribbean. Uh, my mother language is French and Creole. I'm from Haiti. I grew up part of my life in Africa in Gabon, where they spoke French, and another part of my life in Haiti. I made my way up, up to the United States for my higher education, where I went to college, graduated, met my husband, um, and ended up uh, pursuing my master's degree and had my kids. I have two kids. And I always wanted to, I was always the type of, of, of kid in school that always wanted to do better. And I always wanted to do everything in my life the right way, right? Thinking it's the right way. So I was, a I was always a type A kind of person. And it's important for me to bring this up because it has its qualities, but sometimes it could be a problem when you want everything to be perfect and you plan and you plan and sometimes things don't happen the way you plan. Hence why I wanna bring up this, um, aspect of me uh, as we go through this conversation. But a little bit more about me. I, um, you know, once I graduated from college, I had the focus vision to uh, land a great corporate job. 
Um, and I did just that. I built a wonderful corporate career for myself. Um, I cannot complain. I learned so much about myself. I was able to get better at things that I did not know I could do. Um, I got better at, you know, speaking English, to be honest with you, because it's a language I learned. Um, and so I, I learned a lot being in corporate. But there was a point in my life not too long ago, actually, uh, where I hit a plateau. I had done so well for corporate and I felt that there needed to be something more and I couldn't tell what it was. Um, and so I went on that quest, Tatiana, I went on that quest of finding myself. I searched online. I read books. I listened to wonderful podcasts just like yours, right, to get inspired. And I decided to try, to try and, and give myself a chance. Uh, mind you, I had a great job, a six-figure income. My mother was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You're jeopardizing this to do that? What's going on? And so it's been a journey. And I, I, I just want to share, you know, so many people, you mentioned I'm a social media content coach today, and that is true. I love social media, and there's a reason why behind it, and I'll share with you before I end, but the point of the journey is so critical to me because on social media, we tend to see the highlight reels, hence why we think, oh, I'll never be happy, I'll never be successful, because you're seeing others when in fact, there's a lot behind the scenes that's happened over the years, right? To build whatever mm -hmm. that person is sharing. And I think it's important to share. And the drive that you're going to hear from my voice, the drive that you're going to see when you see me online, and I invite you to look me up, is coming from a place where I initially thought that it was the end of my life. I was 16 years old before uh right before i came to the united states for my higher education um i was 16 years old in haiti and i witnessed my father murdered he was shot in front of me um as a result of people coming in the house wanting to do harm to us and just taking everything and just the political situation in haiti has always been shaky and we were victims of that and I bring this up because every one of us, I believe, have a driving force inside of us, whether we know it or not, but it's in there, I know it, that is to really push us to get us to that happy place that we so want. And sometimes we're afraid to touch that place because it's so scary and it was bad memories. But I'll tell you right now, for me, my driving force every single day and Mind you, I'm a professor now um, at colleges, right? And my dad used to be a, a, a higher ed educator. Um, every time I step into the classroom, I meet with the students, I have this drive in me because I can feel my father next to me, pushing me, holding me to continue to keep going. And so, yeah, that's in a nutshell today. That's who I am. A mommy of two, a wife. Uh, I got bills to pay. I was just scrubbing my tub yesterday. Um, I cook every day and I also <laughs> do social media and I get to have conversations like this, beautiful conversations like this online and digitally. And, and that brings me so much joy. And so, yeah, that's my story. Oh my gosh, Martine, deep breath. <laughs> Yes. 
first to share the story of your family. Thank you so much. And I am so sorry for that loss that happened so many years ago, but there's some pains that never go away truly. And understanding where the root of it came from, where the drive, the seeking for perfection, the trying to create a perfect world, because then when we have children, if we can create a perfect world for them, then everything will turn out fine. I hope the listeners can hear first generation in the US had a six figure corporate job. I I kind of had a moment of a giggle when you look like I looked everywhere. I looked on the internet, I looked in books. And it's so interesting because we are taught to look outwards to find inwards. Yeah. That's what makes your jump the more phenomenal. The decision to go and be self-reliant. I can imagine the fear in your mom's voice when you said you were going to walk away from it and you were going to build something for your family and you that connected more with what and who you are. And when you really feel all the pressure that you were under, I feel blessed that you shared that because that's more than the highlight reel. That's where people can truly connect. Other people will say, but I can't because I have people relying on me because this is what is expected of me. This is what I must do. And you turned in after checking the internet, checking the books, doing all of that. You turned inward and followed that feeling inside that you knew that there had to be something more. Yes. Was there a day or a moment or was it gradual? How did that happen for you? Uh, Yes, great question. I'd say gradually. And I was scared for sure. And I'll tell you, um, in when I think back today, I remember that moment when I realized I was sitting in my cubicle, back from a trip from India, because for my corporate job, I had to travel overseas. And I remember sitting in my cubicle after that trip. And I'm like, I'm going to go talk to my VP. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to travel anymore. There's more to it. There's got to be a different way for me to do this. And that's when I realized what was important for me. And at the time, my, my kids were very little. I didn't see myself continuing to go up that ladder that corporate ladder and having to sacrifice more time because I had no time with my babies and they were growing up so fast. And I said to myself, there's gotta be another way, but I couldn't tell what it was. Right. And so for me, there wasn't a moment particularly, but I have to tell you three years into gradually showing up and consuming content and learning and trying and failing. I get an email from Facebook. And I thought it was to tell me, you know, you did something wrong because, you know, Facebook popo exists, right? (laughs) Um, And that email said to me, hey, we would like to invite you to apply to become one of our speakers at our event that's happening in your local Wow! in a couple of months. And I said, what now? Now, listen, for anyone listening, listen, I am not when you look me up, I don't have I don't even have 5000 followers on Instagram. Mind you, that was like almost seven years ago now that I got that email, I had 200 followers on Instagram. All that to say, 
at the end of the day, and I say this all the time when I go out to speak and I talk to other people and my clients, is it's, it's about quality. It's not about the quantity. It's really about the substance of what it is that you, you know, show up for, for others. And so for me, that was that moment when in, I not only got the invitation, completed the, the, the form, and then two weeks later, got the email saying you were selected. And that's when it hit me. It hit me that there is something out there for me. I don't know what it is. I just got to keep going, right? And then when I got on that stage, Tatiana, I didn't have a speaker coach. I didn't even know about speaking. And I remember now today I'm actively a professional speaker and I have my framework and my talks and it's a bit you know more structured. But back then I got on that stage and not to say that if I had the training to be a great speaker, would I, would I have done better? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I got a lot of set standing ovations that time, you know, and just speaking from my heart. And so I, it's really at that moment, that day after speaking at Facebook, that I realized what I really wanted to do, right? Mm. Um, it gave me that boost. It gave me that confirmation that whatever it is that I was going towards, because I was still not clear as to what it was, um, to just keep digging, to just keep digging. And so it's been a gradual journey uh, because I, I'll tell you, if you and I spoke three years ago, I would have never thought that I would say, Tatiana, I'm a professor now in colleges, right? And here I was sitting in my cubicle seven years ago thinking, am I throwing this master's degree in the trash? And if it wasn't for that master's degree, I wouldn't be a professor today. So hmm. I believe everything that we have going on in our lives, 10 years ago, yesterday, this morning, last night, all have a reason to be. And for me, I embrace every step of the way and look at how they show up for me. And I take that with me in my suitcase of life. <laughs> moving and so it's a gradual and I don't know where I'm gonna be right I'm I'm just trusting the process and loving me oh uh, I think that's so great and you immediately had me thinking about okay everything sort of happens for a purpose everything is useful in the future if you make it so I was recently listening to a discussion on um do people believe that you know you have free will and you can determine your future and and something like 90 percent of north americans believe that we can actually determine our own future like we can set that path but then almost the same percentage like somewhere around 85 or 90 percent also believed that well things happen for a reason <laughs> which are two opposing ideas and i'm definitely in that bucket and when i hear everything that you've done nothing is for waste i you're still driving the ship i feel like you're driving the ship but you draw from what your skills are and that's the thing is that everybody's skills are different you don't have to have a master's degree to be an amazing entrepreneur and i actually know somebody who is a professor who does not have a master's degree and has very specific teachable knowledge 
that does not require academic credentials. So it's what we do with what we have. And you are such an example of that. And I also really want to honor the fact that you said it happened incrementally. You know, you didn't just go, oh, I'm done with this. There's something more. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go. I love the look on your face and I'm just going to go and find that follow my heart. Some people do that and you hear wild stories of success or a few years down the road, they're still struggling. And and either one, like there's no correct way to do things. And that's something that I really want to point to right now is that you you had the feeling and you started exploring. I think there's no wrong way as in like leave the job, stay in the job, go all in, don't go all in. Like there's everybody's different. They're in different situations with different needs and different stages of readiness to progress. There's only one common thread and that is action. And that's what mm-hmm. you did. When you got that email, you didn't leave it sitting there and thinking about what you were going to do about it. You responded. And then when you got accepted, then you went and did it. And you didn't wait for the perfect situation. You worked for the right situation for you. And I bet it must have scared the bejesus out of you. Well, maybe I'm just, I'm speaking for you. No, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I was freaking out. And I'll tell you, and, and it's something that's constantly happening in our lives, right? We're faced with situations and we're like, okay, I gotta take action. Like I'll tell you most recently, the six figure job called me after I couldn't log on my computer during the pandemic, we were virtual and I couldn't log onto my computer. And I'm like, what is going on? And sure enough, 10 minutes later, my cell phone rings and it's my vice president saying, you're let go. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you're one of the first 2,800 people we're calling today to let them know that they no longer have a job here. Oh my God. And Again, of course, I was freaking out. But then right there, I said, I got to take action. And what was that action? I had to sit down and figure it out and understand, okay, what are we going to do? What does this mean? And I took action, right? But it was scary. And so I was let go from this corporate America job. And I took action and made a decision that this was the end for me as far as corporate America goes. And I made it, I made it clear for myself. But years before that you were already taking action too. So you didn't land on nothing. Correct. And I'm so glad that I did. And I don't mean to cut you off, but this is a very important point for anyone listening. That's probably feeling um, you know, exhausted because it takes work, right? To take yep. that action. And you, cause I remember Tatiana, I remember driving into work and just saying to myself, when will the day come? When will the day come? I am tired of showing up and investing and doing this for myself when, and I get it. And that's, and, and like you said earlier, it's, it, it, it's different for everybody, Right. When your season is going to come, it's going to come. So for you that's listening and you're like potentially feeling like, you know, defeated or you're like, what more can I give to get there to be happy and pursue what I want? 
and 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 you're feeling you know defeated i would say listen everything you did to this day is going to count the day that season shows up for you you're gonna be like oh my god this is why that's exactly what happened to me after i hung up that phone call i was like i get it now for the past four years i've been showing up i did this talk at facebook i spoke at facebook virtually after that i had clients i did this and i did that and i didn't realize what it was until that point and i said wait a second i actually could take action today and say to myself let's update that resume and look for another corporate job or let's look at everything that i've created today and make it something for real for real right and so everything i i know it's hard to say like you said before everything happens for a reason and i truly believe that i do yeah <laughs> where to start with that first of all please you just cut me off when it hits you <laughs> like i want you to you are such a source of inspiration and here's the thing, I know, I know that there are so many people right now that are in that place before you got that phone call, that feeling. And now that everybody's going back into the office, they're in their cars again, driving along. There is a lot of discontentment. The great resignation is here. It is in this time. And that's a whole nother conversation about being an employer of choice and treating your employees respectfully and maybe not like they're just another, you know, cog in a wheel that you're trying to keep moving. But that is for the employers, the le corporate leaders. That's their work. Your work is for your life. And if you are listening to this podcast on the drive into work to a place that you are not feeling thrilled to go to, because really, we spend so much bloody time working. We bring gifts to the workplace. We bring our education, our knowledge, our skills, our expertise, all of these things in. And if you don't feel like it's a match anymore, you don't have to wait for the call. So what do you say for those people who are at that stage? So this is you. This is you just before you got that call, you had all those feelings, you had all that inner knowing. What do you say to them? What a great question. As you're saying that, I'm closing my eyes because I remember feeling like that. And I remember saying to myself when I felt like that to really feel because I knew that one day I would have to speak to that because I knew that in my heart, I knew that I wasn't going to stay here in that moment, in that cubicle, in that job. And, and so bringing me back for you that's listening and you're like, I can't with this job. I, um, first of all, I just want to let you know a couple of things. I understand. Second thing I want you to know is that know that you are blessed because having a job is not a bad thing. This is what's feeding you. This, this is what's keeping a roof over your head. We have to be grateful for that, right? That was my mindset. And what I would say to you is be the best employee you can be. Because when you are a great employee and you do your job well, you show up for work, you do what you got to do, you will be great at whatever you want to do for your life. Yeah. And that was the mindset shift that I made for myself. I said to myself, I'm no longer going to look at this job as a pain of, you know what? I'm going to look at it 
as a temporary moment of my life and I'm going to do well and I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to do all the reports that are required of me. I'm going to be the best employee ever. And you know what that does and that will do to you? It will motivate you and reassure you that you are, in fact, capable of taking on anything that you want to take on for yourself. Because imagine the opposite. You walk into work, dragging your feet. I was there. And I remember just hating my boss and not wanting to do the emails and just being really not in tune with having this job. I remember leaving the office and coming home drained, not excited to even look in the internet to find out what else I could do. Or sometimes I would find myself searching online fearless, like with fear and just like, gotta find something and nothing would show up because I had this energy that was just going at it for the wrong reasons. Yes. Right. And so to recap for you listening, what I would say to you, count your blessings as much as this job is driving you cray cray. First of all, you have the option of getting another one. You're not stuck over there. Like, you know, get another one. You need it. You want it. Listen, I don't want anyone to be starving. I don't want anyone to not have a roof over their heads. Don't do this without being able to take care of the necessities of your life. Okay. And so whatever is going on at work and you don't want to be part of it, then put yourself away. Like I was the type of person employee that during lunch, when everybody was chatting about the next promotion and gossiping about the issue that's happened, you'd find me in my car in the parking lot, reading a book during my lunch break, channeling the right positive energy within me to go in back in the office without having that, you know, energy around me of conversation of people just being upset and because everybody all your co-workers are probably complaining about the job as much as you are and then when you start having those conversations it's heavy and participate it's too heavy so remove yourself as much as you possibly can so you don't you know you don't participate and, and that way you can reserve your energy Right. I always say this, Tatiana. I even said I'm gonna have a shirt that says that my energy's on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk into her like my energy's on a budget. Today's energy budget is I'm gonna give this and this and this so I can have enough energy left when I go home to do this and that. So it's a mindset shift. It's 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 really about you know looking at the the situation in my opinion at least that's what i did in a different lens and so for me every time i walked into work i was like i'm going to school again <laughs> i just it's not work it's school i'm gonna go learn i'm gonna learn how a corporation runs right um i'm gonna ask questions and i'm gonna involve myself and it was a learning experience for me going to work i love the idea of an energy budget because this is another thing. You can go in and be that great employee and you can go there. Yeah. But if you're being, if being a great employee means burning out, that's not helpful. Right. Like, no. here's the thing. If you are doing your work well, if you can be disciplined and create all of the things, right? Okay, this is how much time I'm gonna do on this. This is what I'm gonna deliver today that's actually going to help you leave. 
So if someone's listening going, but mm-hmm. I hate my job. They don't deserve this. They may not be deserving of it, but you are deserving of it. You are deserving to show your own future self what you can do because your future self is going to be there going, uh, can I do this? And you're going to go, wait a minute. I could do that for someone that I didn't even really like. Imagine if I can do this for someone that I do really like. And that someone is me. Imagine that right. I can put these steps and processes into place. That is a gift that you can give yourself. So I love that you gave that as an actual tip of things to do. I love that you said, you know, go in and do your best. And it is not about them. It's not about them being deserving of your best. It's about you. It's about mm-hmm. what you give to yourself, to your future self, because how you do the small things is how you do the big things. Right. And, and if you want to go to another position, if you aren't giving the commitment, the drive to the current, what will make it different? It's always you. Mm -hmm. If you want Mm -hmm. to launch and do something, something for yourself. I know, I know, because it's like, oh, but if I'm working for myself, I'm I'm definitely going to have the drive to do this because I'm I'm going to want to do it for myself. But actually, when you are the contractor, the consultant, whatever, you know, the boss, the employee, the one that's doing everything, it's actually that's when you rely on the showing up and the systems and the dedication. Mhm. Mhm. So I love that advice. I just love it. I just want to add as well in, in part of that process, when you show up and when I say do your best, know why you're doing your best. Because back to burnout, because being your best employee could mean, like you said, working hard, 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 right? So you have to, you meaning yourself, have to identify what is the result you're looking to achieve? I'll give you an example. When I say do your best, I knew that I wanted to maintain my job. I was not doing my best to get that promotion. If it came op- if it came on, on the table, I was very happy with that. But my mindset was I, I'm doing my best, a best employee to protect this payroll of mine. And I made it clear to myself, this is my decision. Because I knew I was doing this because I knew that I wasn't going to stay in this. You follow where I'm going? So uh. you have to define what, in my opinion, you have to define what doing your best is. If, in fact, you want to be the best employee so you could get the promotion and you know that way you know what's coming with that, right? Then you know. So you can manage your energy. You could budget your energy. And that way you're not going to be frustrated when the VP tells you, you got to stay extra hours to finish this report. You know, if you don't, not only are you going to jeopardize the promotion you want, but you may jeopardize your job. You follow where I'm going? So you have, in my opinion, you have, I know I had already said to myself, I'm promoting myself. I'm not waiting for my employer to promote me. That was the mindset shift I had. I said, I'm going to work because I have to cluck in, cluck out, lift things up and put them down. and then. I'm going for myself to promote myself at home, (laughs) online, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'm quiet laughing with you as you're, I I love that we do these on Zoom so that I get to actually see you through this too. 
It just makes it all the better. So again, it really is being intentional about why am I doing this? And let's just be clear. You're doing this for you. Yeah. You're doing this for you. Is it out of alignment with your overall values? I know you went through a big transformation, right? Like you talk about the mindset shift. Would you say this was a series of small transformations that moved you along to where you are today? Or would you say, I mean, it was a pretty big transformation that you were not necessarily the driver of when you got the call. However, you were definitely prepared. It might not have felt like that at the time. No. Tell us a bit more about your views on transformation. I always have to deal with the imposter syndrome. Who doesn't, right? I have to work through that. But I have to tell you, when I think about my transformation, I have to go back to when I was a child, Ah. to when I was in high school, to when I was in the boardroom presenting for the very first time to my VP. And those point of transformation, every time I did something that was so scary and I did it and then I was like oh my gosh this was it okay I can do this again and again and again kind of thing so for me transformation even with my children especially my daughter she's heading to college and I'm seeing her transformation and she doesn't even see it herself sometimes I'm like look at the paper you just wrote Six years ago, you would have never been able to have the ability to do that. You had to go through the transformations that you went through, through middle school and doing all these things to get to this point. Can you see now the things that you're capable of doing in 20 years from now? So to me, when I when I look at transformation, it doesn't necessarily have to be this black and white change to be like, wow, what a change, what a big transformation kind of statement. It's those little moments, those little things that are like, oh, wait, this is amazing kind of moment for me. Sometimes I, I, when I go on stages to speak, I take a minute to assess where I am because I'm like, this is a huge transformation in my life to now be, to have that as a norm for me to get on stages in front of people. Yeah, But it started with that first transformation of me standing in front of the classroom in high school presenting a project. (laughs) Following the thread, following the thread and being able to see the incremental steps. I love how you describe it. I actually remember the first time that I had to go in front of my class and you got graded on your presentation and it was Julius Caesar. Yeah, it was not a good time. Right. (laughs) But after that, I was like, well, it can't be as bad as that grade 10 English assignment, right? Right. Uh, But everything is a step and there's a learning and there's a process and it's small, small steps until one day you go, wow. And I love how you told your daughter that Mm -hmm. you needed to go to middle school so that you could go to high school so that you could write this now. Where will you be in the future? Yeah, that resonates so deeply with me because that is how I think transformation occurs. Mm -hmm. We're looking for that big thing like, okay. I'm going to do my day job and I'm going to listen to Martine's advice and I'm going to do a really good job and I'm going to think about where I'm putting my energy today and then I'm going to wait for 
somebody to call me and then I'll know. And while that was actually just one of your steps was in your case, you got an email from Facebook, but for someone else, it might look entirely different. And if we sit there waiting for the big transformation that is led by someone else to arrive, we could be waiting for a really, really long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a quote. I, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but something about build your doors so that opportunity knocks. Like if you don't build a door, oh. opportunity will knock, something like that. And I remember seeing that quote early on in my journey of figuring out what I wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, that's right. At the end of the day, it's back to what we were mentioning. You mentioned it too, Tatiana, taking action. Yeah. Right. And it's that consistent action. Yeah. It's not our fault. The internet and the way life is today, it's so fast, so quick. Push of a button on your cell phone. Next thing you know, DoorDash at your door and you have a five-star dinner at, at home. Like it's everything so quick and, and, and we all want that immediate satisfaction happening in our lives. And once we get into that space where it's like not moving fast enough, we want to give up. I've been there several times. And what I would say to that is, no, it's when you want to give up that you should not give up. I mean, something's about to break through. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, next year, in two years, but you have to keep consistent with your actions and every little bit of transformation that's happened. Pay attention to them. Yeah. If all of a sudden you went live on Facebook and you ended the live and you felt great compared to last week when you went live, that's a transformation. Pay attention to it and say, wow. Okay, this I can do again and again and again. I am moving along. So keep consistent with your actions. It's not just today you're going to be a good employee and tomorrow you're going to be a good employee. Be a good employee every single day and make that commitment. The reality is to me, like, if you don't have that discipline in yourself for yourself, it gets hard. It gets hard. It's boring because then you're like, I need to be like Martine. I need to have a podcast like Tatiana. I need to sound like her. And then you're <laughs> forget about your authentic self and yet you lose yourself when you don't have that discipline, when you don't have that commitment for yourself. And like you keep mentioning, and I love that Tatiana is it's for you. You're doing this for you, right? You have to really love yourself to to go through this journey and trust me it'll pay off it'll pay off it's the hardest thing i think consistency is bar none one of the hardest challenges of our life not made easier by our short attention spans how quickly the world is evolving and moving and yet it's us every day it's us that shows up so to consistently honor and respect ourselves by giving ourselves these gifts. I too love to live my life as, which way is the wind blowing? How do I feel today about something? Oh, I don't feel motivated for things. And so often, because you know, I'm in the health and wellness space, it really, it's about habit forming. It's about creating the habits that help make it easy for things to be consistent because consistency wins the race because you are going to, if it was a race, which it's not, it's not a race, it's not a comparison, it's just for you. But 
just for the sake of an argument, <laughs> the people who reach the end of the race are the people who just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Every entrepreneur knows this. And that's the challenge of following your dreams is continuing to put one foot in front of the other. Now, I know this is a little bit of a change course, but you had mentioned something to me before we started recording. And this, this is something that I want to talk about briefly because it's the thing I most struggle with. And that's the when to say yes, when to say no, because I know that we had talked about how not every opportunity is a great opportunity. It's not always an opportunity for you. I have so many friends that are entrepreneurs and it is so hard to say no to the client that's not a match. It's so hard to say no to the speaking opportunity that doesn't jive with the energy. Or if you don't believe like in energetic exchange, their target audience is not your target audience. And so there is a disconnect in why it would be that you would invest in your time and energy. So, you know, however you prefer to approach that, the thing is, every opportunity is not a great opportunity for you. And I know you have so much wisdom around this topic. And I'm just hoping you can spend a few minutes on this. Oh, I appreciate that. And and I love this topic personally so much because it ties in nicely with where we left off about how we tend to want everything so fast, right? We tend to want, if I push a button, I launch this course and it's going to sell like crazy, just like this other girl did and so on and so forth. And then crickets, right? And the reason why I'm so passionate about this topic of not every opportunity is a great opportunity is because I was a victim of that. <laughs> I always speak of things that obviously I experience, right? So I would sit in my cubicle doing all these things online and I was so hungry and excited to, to, to get going with my business that in fact, every opportunity that came my way, I take it. Whether it was the wrong client, the wrong project, the wrong speaking engagement, I figured out after the fact. And it's after taking opportunities after opportunities without filtering any of them that I put a stop and I said, wait, Martine, what are you doing? It's scary because sometimes you take the opportunity because let's be honest, you need the money. You need the cash injection. I've been there and I realize I'm like, oh my gosh, what a nightmare this was working with this person. And why did I say yes? And I would go back and I'm like, the cash injection felt good, but was it worth it? So saying no is going to be your best friend. If I continue to be a yes woman in my business and my entrepreneurial journey and my discovery of me and doing all these things, I don't know that I'd have the bandwidth to do anything right now. And it feels so empowering when you say no, because it definitely gives you the opportunity to highlight for yourself. Remember, we're doing this for you, right? As we're repeatedly saying today, when you say no, you are highlighting and putting yourself straight and forward in front of you when you stand in front of the mirror and say, I get it. I got you. I'm painting and designing this life for you. You're talking about yourself. Yeah. Not only yet in business, like you mentioned, um, the target audience, and it's so true. Not only is it true in business, but it's also true for yourself. 
if you're thinking on that speaking engagement and you're doing all this traveling and you get there, you're exhausted. And on top of it, the energy's not there. The topic's not there. The audience's not there. But you took on this opportunity because you're like, I'm going to be on stage. Is it worth it? I'll end with this. I said it earlier. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. I encourage you, if you're listening, to have the guts, to have the you know what, to say no when you know it's not going to serve you. Trust me, you're, when you say no, you're giving yourself space for bigger things that are meant to be for you. But if you say yes to everything, you're not giving the space for that. And you may miss opportunities that are aligned for you because you're not available. Exactly. So it breaks the word now. Exactly. Yes. There are 24 hours in the day. We need to sleep. Not just because our bodies need to recover, because, but also because sleep is the birthplace of creativity. And if you are any sort of creative, and that means creating things, whether it is a household plan, whether it is a business plan, whether it is as an artist, you need that. So we all have like maybe let's say 16 functional hours if you get that caffeine in really, really early. And if you dedicate a chunk of those hours to something that is a mismatch, if you say, I need the cash infusion right now, well, then make the call and run with it and be okay with that decision. But also be aware that that is hours that you are not available to make the connection with something that is in energetic alignment. This means that when the right client comes to you or the right opportunity comes to you, you actually aren't available because you are so busy servicing the one that isn't a fit. And the truth is, we all know this. And that is that when it isn't a fit, it so often takes so much more energy because there isn't an alignment, because the purposes are slightly misaligned, because the expectations aren't in alignment. So you end up spending more energy on something that you wish that you'd never taken on in the first place and are now unavailable now, for some of us, and I'm putting my hand way up high here, it's a learning process. Mm -hmm. I just had to do that a few times <laughs> because apparently if somebody told me on a podcast, hey, guess what? It's not going to really work out fabulous in the long run for you. I just have to go out there and experience it for myself anyway. Now I reflect back and go, oh, right. That's what happened. I can see it earlier now and I don't jump in. <laughs> the power of the no. Oh, yeah. The power of the no. And I'm going to say this because as women, sometimes we feel that we have to qualify why we said no. Well, I can only say no to the client because I've reached my max or I don't have capacity. I'm going to say this again. No is a complete sentence. It's okay to select the opportunities that are right for you. And it is okay to say no to the ones that you feel are not and just bless and release. No explanation needed. Yes. Martine, <laughs> it has been such a long time since we've had a chance to sit down and have a chat. You know, I adore you. You are a powerful woman. Yeah. It just resonates from you. I've known that from our very first conversation. And we just touched the surface of a very deep and complex story. And we all have our stories. And you'd never know because we see highlight reels. Yeah. 
So for other people who have fallen madly in love with you, because I'm sure that there are many, what is the best way to reach you, connect with you, read your words of wisdom? Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Tatiana. And and for you listening, you've listened all the way to this point. I just want to tell you how amazing you are because just by you listening all the way to this point, it means a lot to me and Tatiana because that tells us that you are on the path to be achieving whatever it is that you want, whether it's that business or that health goal or anything you want is possible. And you want to connect with me, find out more about me or check to see what Tatiana's talking about with my Instagram. <laughs> uh, the best thing to do is to head over on my website, martinecadet.com. It's my name. From there, everything is there. You'll be able to connect with me on social. You'll be able to uh, get in touch with me should you want to watch my videos and so on and so forth. And so the best way to get in touch is to visit my website, martinecadet.com. Wonderful. And I will definitely have your website in the show notes to make it super easy for people to be able to click and find you so easily. And I know that you were super generous as well because you have a book and the name of your book, if you'd like to share that and a bit about it. Sure. My book is called Content to Conversion. It's social media for beginners. So if you have been on social, trying to get on social, trying to figure out, and especially if you're a solopreneur, meaning you're doing this on your own, or maybe not, maybe you have someone helping you out, and you just want a clarity on what to post and how to do your captions. It's like this little cliff note, honestly, um, that I've put together. It's part of what I talk about when I go out to conferences and speak. So it's all about social media content marketing. And I give you a framework to follow. It's 32 pages. So it's available on Amazon. It's called content to conversion is my little tiny little first book, by the way, right? <laughs> first book. I love it. It's another, another opportunity that you created for yourself. So I will have the link, the Amazon link. Yes. So that people can find it and that will be in the show notes. And you also very generously offered to send a print copy to someone. Yes. So if you would like to have a print copy, what Martine has suggested is if you follow and rate and review this podcast, take a screenshot of it, and then you can send it to me. If it's easy, just send it to me through Instagram message, or you can email it to me and your name will go into a draw and Martine will then mail you a hard copy of her book. Yes, I will. <laughs> I love that. That's so generous of you. Absolutely. I adore this whole digital thing. I think it's so powerful to have the opportunity to touch so many lives. I'm so I'm, I'm a geek when it comes to this thing. And so thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your wonderful podcast. I'm loving it. I truly enjoy it. And I hope for those of you listening that we'll hear from you and definitely even message me. Let me know that you heard this uh, podcast. I'll let Tatiana know as well. It's all about connection, right? And conversations. It absolutely is. And I'm so glad that with all of the opportunities that come your way, that this is one that you decided to say yes to. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, for sure. I'm so happy I said yes. 
Oh, it's always so good to talk to you. Love you so much. And now the recap. We never know what someone else's story is unless we ask. Martine is a vibrant, engaging, and intelligent woman who has lived through horrors and still created a life she loves. And she did it because she decided early on that she was not going to be a bystander. She has been a participant in her life and as a result has created opportunities she couldn't have imagined at the start. Martine knew, like many of us know, that the path that she was on was not the one that was meant for her. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate when she said she was searching for herself online. Through this conversation, she gave seven key points. First, count your blessings. Be grateful for what you have, but don't let that gratitude stop you from pursuing your dreams. Two, remember that no experience is ever wasted. Everything has a season. Three, taking consistent action is the key to achieving anything you want to achieve. Four, put your energy on a budget and be clear what you're willing to spend it on. Five, if you have a job and you don't love it, still show up and do a good job. Do it for yourself. Show your future self what a great worker you are and develop the skills that you will take to that next job. And the last two, these are my absolute favorites and such powerful lessons. And that is that transformation doesn't have to be big and dramatic. In fact, we are transforming every day. And if you want to make a big life change, it's the same. You don't have to walk away from the job and leap into something new. You can, but if you don't feel comfortable with that, it's okay. Martine was building up her skills and business on the side for years. And when that season comes for the change and it will come, you're going to be ready. And seven, the last one. And I love, love, love this one. Not every opportunity is for you. Most of us are multi-passionate and multi-talented people, and we have so much that we can offer the world. And we want to do everything, and we want to grab every opportunity. Or maybe we just want the extra income, and there's an opportunity that could help us bring that in. But the word no is your superpower. Decide what you want and what you don't, and then filter out what doesn't fit. Maybe you're like me, and you end up learning everything through trial and error. So whatever works for you, no judgment, just do it. Because when you say no to things, the reason that no is so powerful is because when you say no to things that are not in alignment with your vision for yourself or the direction that you want to go, then you are actually creating space in your life for the things that are in alignment and will help you achieve that bigger dream that you have for yourself. I appreciate you tuning in and whether you're out walking the dog, driving to work, or maybe doing some gardening, I love that I get to be a part of your routine. And remember, if you follow, rate, and review the podcast, remember to take a screenshot, send it to me, and you'll be entered in the draw for Martine's book. Have you already given me a lovely five-star review? Well, you can still enter. Send me a note and I'll just make sure to add your name to the draw. I hope that you have the most beautiful week and much love on your journey.